Have you ever absolutely panicked after you accidentally deleted a file on your computer? I know I have. It's not an issue if you've got CrashPlan Smart Recovery. Your files are just a few clicks away and can be restored in a snap. CrashPlan provides the best cloud backup solutions in the market. Visit CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. Now you can protect all your work with an unlimited backup and recovery solution. CrashPlan makes it simple to restore some or all of your data. And with unlimited version retention, CrashPlan can be your ultimate rewind button. Get unlimited computer backup for you or your business with CrashPlan Professional. CrashPlan backs up files that live on your computer and works with PC, Mac, and Linux. Don't let data disasters slow you down. CrashPlan has your back and keeps you moving. Go to CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. That's CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year. Back up better with CrashPlan. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in again. We love hanging out with you in your ears. We are here with another of our favorites, Steph Crowder. Welcome back. Hey guys, thanks for having me. This is one of my literal, actual favorite places to hang out. Yes, yes. <laughs> so fun. I, same. I always enjoy talking to you and the three of us when we get together, especially for these Boss Talk episodes where we just kind of relax and chill into recording is my utmost favorite. And I feel like I should start the show by letting you guys know what beer I'm drinking because every time we do a boss talk with Steph, I go get wine or beer. So like this is going to be my new... I bring this out in you. That makes me really happy. I appreciate it. I respect it. So I'm drinking an Oktoberfest. It's technically November, but it's fine. It's a free state beer and it's really good. I do not typically like Oktoberfest because as most of you know... Fall can suck it and pumpkin can go to hell. And so couldn't disagree more. Anything related episode about that. (laughs) (laughs) That's our question today. So anything typically related to like Oktoberfest or fall like things, I'm just pretty spiteful about. But we are moving and it is my self-anointed duty that I clean out the alcohol from our fridge so we don't (laughs) it's a valiant you know it takes a real hero not all heroes wear capes you know what and so it's my note I don't have to pick up my kid today and so I this is my drinking day it's fine I'm here for it (laughs) thank you also we stole this question straight out of Steph like we didn't have one to bring to the boss talk discussion today so we made Steph dig into her archives and and pull one out Um, so we're going to ask her her own question but she's going to pretend to be surprised and that she hasn't thought about it yet. Okay? I have not had time to think about it in okay, fairness. Good. All right. Well, to kick it off, Steph, is it possible for someone with mindset issues to get past them and succeed or are successful people just naturally in the right place? Guys, how good of a question is this? I, I mean, seriously. so many thoughts. This is so much to say. All right. Is it possible for someone with mindset issues to get past them and succeed or are successful people just naturally in the right place? I want to first give a shout out to the person who asked this question on Instagram at Christy Cameron. Christy, thank you so much for this question. Man. All right. So mindset issues and finding success. First of all, it's like, it's such a fair question, right? Because you look at people who have succeeded, Mark Zuckerberg, Oprah, and you're like, they can't possibly have any mindset issues. Like, were they born with it or did they somehow like have a bunch of junk and they got were past they it? Were they born with it or was it therapy? I always want to like break into <laughs> exactly. song. Maybe it's Maybelline. Maybe it is. Maybe it's Maybe therapy. It is. 
But maybe there's just some X factor that successful people have. And so I think this is totally a fair question. I, man, it's hard to even know where to dig into this. I guess what comes to mind for me is my short answer is I absolutely think that people can get past mindset issues. No question. Do I think that mindset issues are a spectrum? Yeah, for sure. I think that depending on so many different circumstances, life circumstances, how you were raised, some of us had the cards stacked completely against us, which is going to cause a lot of stuff. Other people have a temperament that is more prone to anxiety or, I don't know, self-confidence. These are all things that are intangibles. And I don't know that we know for sure where these things come from. Some of us, I think, do step a little bit more easily into a space of confidence, but I definitely do not think that this is like, if we're talking nature versus nurture, I don't think this is just nature. I absolutely think that bravery is a learned trait and all success. I mean, part of what we should probably talk about is like, what do we even mean by successful people, right? My definition of success is to have a happy life where you get to spend time doing the things you love to do and not be a total stress ball and walk around being miserable. That's a successful person. All of us are going to have mindset limitations. I'm dealing with my own. I know you guys deal with yours, things around money, things around the growth of your business and the space you want to take up and your family history. That's all there for all of us. I think what separates, I say this all the time, but what separates successful people from those who don't get where they're trying to go is a willingness to stay in it for the long term. If I think back on the thousands of entrepreneurs that I've gotten to coach over these four years that I've been doing what I do, it's the like I it's the people who were who wouldn't quit. It, honestly, it's the people who just kept getting back up. And you think about people who would throw in the towel because it got hard. And I've been thinking a lot about, and I think I've even mentioned this on Boss Talk, like the way that entrepreneurship uh, has this like similarity to fitness. And I've been on a fitness journey, an intense one, since February. And I know you guys have been working on this too. And I thought to myself, man. I don't have a six pack yet. And then I was like, no wonder people don't have six pack. <laughs> like it's really hard. And if like it's almost impossibly hard. And the same can be said for earning a living on your own terms with your own business. If this were anything short of impossibly difficult, everybody would be doing it because the reward is so big. So yeah, there's a lot of stuff you're gonna have to get past. But I think it's completely possible if you have the dedication to keep like crawl if you have to, but you just you just can't quit. I don't know. That's my take in a nutshell, but I can't wait to hear what you guys have to say. So I agree with everything you just said, first of all. I saw a really good TED Talk a few months ago and I shared it in our group and it really like it expressed what I have been feeling about this kind of discussion for a while because it's come up a lot in our own community where we have people who deal with some very, very intense mindset issues. Like you said, I agree that there is a spectrum of mindset issues. I'm not to like belittle anything, but you guys know what I'm talking about. There's like the run of the mill, like anxiety, depression that like a lot of us carry. And then there's intense like bipolar disorder and like uh, personality things and uh, like literal like addictions, like it goes so deep family issues and lack of support and all of the things. So my, I guess, blanket statement for this would be, yes, I think it is possible for anyone to get past mindset issues to see success. I do not think that's possible without grit. And that word specifically is what was shared in that TED talk where 
you can have as much messed up junk in your life, in your brain, in your history as anyone else. You can, you can be extra. You can score all the points on that card that no one wants to have. And you can still push past all of that if you have grit. If you do not have grit, I don't think you can. And that's also what Oprah talked about in an episode. I don't, I think she was on like the Today Show or something like that, where she was speaking about coming from such intense trauma as a child, you know, dealing with sexual assault and rape and all of those things. And they were talking about how did you become you? How did you become so successful? How did you get past all of that? And she was truly relying on grit and gumption. And it's, you can be put through anything if you, if you believe that you can persevere or believe that there's a chance that you might believe that you could persevere. Like you don't have to do both all the time. But you do have to have whatever that layer of grit is to get out of the fog sometimes. Yeah, I will say I do think that there are seasons where it could be impossible. And I want to validate that if you're in like, well, you just said I could do it and I just don't feel like I can't. That is totally plausible. There has been points in my life where running a business would have been impossible. There have been seasons of my life where I have watched other people go through things where them trying to pursue anything even remotely similar would have put them in the hospital. (laughs) And that is awful and hard and shitty. And you're allowed to feel all the things. But sometimes, and I hate to say this because I've watched so many people struggle with mental illness that like, I'm like there for you. But at the same time, I'm going to like be the devil's advocate and kick you in the butt. Because so often I've watched people sit in their, their misery and like use it as a fuel to just continue to feel worse. And it can be simple. Like, I have a friend who was displaced even just for a couple of days because of the fires in California. And she runs an online shop and she didn't feel like she could go back and run and like do the holidays justice because there were people who lost their homes and their lives and they were like living with nothing. And she didn't feel like she could do that. And I had to walk her through it. And I was like, girl, like, yes, like I understand you're allowed to mourn and you're allowed to go through all these things, but you do not need to lose money that could potentially help and like give you the security and financial well-being you need to run a family just because you feel bad for other people. And I was like, I know that sucks. Like, because quite literally, I mean, some of these people live a mile away. Like, it's not, it's very close proximity. So, like, the environment you live in can really shake you up. But sometimes you have to put your blinders on and you have to identify, like, what it is that's, like, holding you back. And I think there's a difference in calling that out and saying like, maybe now is not the time because I don't feel strong enough to do X, Y, Z. Like, so a specific example, I, w- I was chatting with my cousin who is an interior designer and I, I was kind of helping her dig through the like, what's your purpose? What's your passion? Like, who do you want to serve? Like she's in the very beginning stages of developing her own business. And she was kind of chatting with me about some consulting ideas she had and how she could help people and how she could get clients locally and et cetera. 
Sarah, and how she also has a passion for helping people who might not be able to afford this kind of service where she could go into their homes. And, you know, they might be dealing with just like, very bare bones furniture or decorations or whatever. And she would empower them to use what they already have to make like a lovely livable space and like how like very on a budget or with no money. But she followed it up with saying, but my business isn't profitable yet. And I don't think I can go down that journey until I have a solid business because that would suck the life out of me in, in a non, like a, not a good way. And serving those people first like isn't serving me in the long run. And I think that type of self-awareness is super crucial to say, I don't know if my energy and my confidence and my mindset could take that hit right now, but maybe later. Yeah. I also just think I can't help but go to this place. And we all know people like this and dear listeners, you guys do too. But being the person like I just can't get past this. And this is hopefully not going to sound too like trite or cliche. But the truth is like at the end of the day, each of us does have to wake up and decide what we want our reality to look like, period. And we all have had friends who are just so determined to see everything as a negative. You know, it's like, it's like they're, you can just see it's so hard to watch. You can see them inviting more shit into their lives. They're like, oh my God, well, then this thing happened and this thing happened and it's not my day. It's not my month. It's not my year. And I'm like, yeah, it's not because you don't want it to be. <laughs> and so I think sometimes like thinking about the, the root of this question, which is like, you know, can like, are people who are successful just naturally successful? No, no, they're choosing to wake up every day and personify success. I feel like I wake up every day and have to redefine what the hell I'm even trying to do with my life. And I think I've shared this before. Emily, when we were together in Colorado, you looked at me and you were like, would you even want the life you have right now for your clients? And I was like, shit, how'd I get over here? And it's like, you have to, it's, it's, it, it can look like success from the outside, but you've got to wake up every day and decide this is the direction I want it to go in. And I can either have the story of somebody who a bunch of crap happens to, or I can have the story of somebody who who has what they want. And I, I truly believe that embodying that starts with the decision to become that. Yeah. I go into Penny's room every single day and she's such a positive energy more so than I have ever been. And I rely on her to like, I feel I get some of that from her to kind of shift my day. And I go in and she's super excited and she's running around in her bed and she's got all of her babies and she's starting to like, say more sentences now and have conversations, which is just weird and funny. But so I'll go in and I'll say, you know, good morning. And she says, good morning. And I say, are you ready to have a fantastic day? And she goes, yes. And it's just super firm, super assertive. Yes. And it's just so great. And so I think that that like, it doesn't have to be that extra every day for you guys listening, but it's truly as simple as that of asking yourself, Am I ready? Like, what kind of day am I ready to have today? Some days it's a shitty day. Some days it's a, you know what, I need some space to Netflix and, you know, have some tea and chill and like do what I can. And some days it's the hustle mode energy, especially when, you know, I know a lot of our listeners deal with the varying chronic illnesses that have a, a, a surprising effect. Like you wake up and you don't know how that day is going to go literally because of your pain levels or what doctor's appointments or whatever you have going on. But I think we can, all of us, literally all of us can find a reason to not do something and not pursue something and not try really hard at something. Every single one of us 
So choosing to pursue or try hard or actually do something is the harder choice. I, I think we're like people get confused looking from the outside in of looking at quote successful people and think that they make the easy choice every single day. And that honestly isn't no. true. <laughs> no. I like. I, also, I, I want to just like reflect a little bit. When you think about a child, I never think that child is fearful. I never think that child has some mind junk going on. <laughs> right. Or She's is even negative. Mindset stuff like, to work out. When you Man. look like these are learned behaviors and we don't come out like with innate fears, generally speaking, there might be some things like I do think as a small child, you might look over an edge and be like, I don't want to fall. Like, or a loud noise with yeah, like there's, instinct. there's instinctual fears, but in general, there's a lot of fearless behavior happening as a child. <laughs> too much, too much fearless behavior. My neck of the woods. It could be back some. <laughs> um, so I don't know. Like, why do we always make excuses? Like, I think if you can identify why am I telling I, myself I can't do something. And really sit in that. Why can't I do this? I mean, generally speaking, you have really lame excuses. And if you tell me it's time or resources or money, I'm just going to tell you those aren't real. (laughs) Oh, shit. I was just going to say, it's a great point about kids because I'm just thinking about that. And I'm thinking about my daughter, who's two and a half now. And there's also so so you don't have the mindset junk with the little kids and you also don't have the comparison oh, which is Lanta. so interesting. So I had a late walker like the homegirl just does what she wants when she wants. It's just has to be her choice and this is true of her across the board I'm learning. And she would be in the same room as little kids her age or even younger who were walking and running and she didn't She's care. Like, Meh. She was like I'm doing things on my own time, like her own schedule was what was right for her. And I don't know, it's a great question. I don't know at what point where I don't know, indoctrinated into society where we start to look at other people for like, Oh, she's doing that. Like I should be doing that too. Oh God, she got there faster than me. But we don't do that when we're, when we're really small. So I wonder what would happen if all of us took a step back and realized, you know, I really am on my own timeline. Cause I'm a big believer in that. And this question is interesting too. Are successful people just naturally in the right place? My experience has anyone been in the right the place more, all the time. No. Right. Right. But the more you put yourself out there, the more rolls of the dice you have to have something cool happen to you. Like maybe you do like the more posts you put out there, the more chances something does go viral. The more, you know, the more like people you connect with, the more chances you get asked to do a speaking well, engagement. It always like, reminds me of the harder you work, the luckier you get. And that, like, exactly. that's literally, it proves true with every single person I've ever met that's seen any amount of success. <laughs> well, as soon as I actually did this, and the more I did that, and when I reached out and did this, all of a sudden, all of these things just kept happening. You know, I have an example of when we were talking about the excuses and the limitations and things like that. I, can't, I always think of a student of mine who has inspired me so much. Her name is Esme Wang, and she is a author. She has published books. And in fact, she has award-winning published books. Like she has, I think it was NPR that gave her an award this past year. And she lives with and deals with chronic illness. And I kid you not, she wrote her entire book on her notes app on her phone. Oh my God. Does she have carpal <laughs> tunnel now? 
I don't know, but she did it like in her bed, you know, the days she didn't feel well, she wouldn't let that stop her from doing what she loves, which is writing. And sometimes I think about that. And I think about this, like, I know I already said it in this conversation, but sometimes I'll say to my students, like, I don't care if you have to crawl, like that would be an example of just write the book. Like, I know you don't feel well, you have chronic illness, that's horrible. But to think now that she's not only published her book, but she's been like, nationally recognized and awarded. Imagine if she hadn't written that book from her phone because of the limiting. And then like, I'm not going to get too sciencey because I don't know science, but I do know like hormones and how like when success or happiness or feeling proud legit releases good feeling hormones in, in endorphins into your body. And so like when you're looking at people who see success and they just happen to keep seeing success and then they get happier when they get more success it's literal science. Like if you're living in that zone of not doing stuff because you're so afraid to fail. So you keep not doing stuff and not seeing results. Like the same science is working against you there. And so like, if you're looking for that, like breath of fresh air, like sometimes you just have to take action. Want to learn exactly step-by-step how to get paid to generate leads in your business? I've kept these details to myself for far too long. I'm ready to spill everything and give you the exact steps that help me generate tens of thousands of qualified leads and millions in low-ticket digital product sales. I won't just show you what I did, but teach you how you can do it too. I'm talking not just how to create low-ticket digital products, but also showing you how to use them strategically to generate leads for your other existing or future offers. I'm sharing it all at bossproject.com slash jumpstart, including exactly how I made $8,033 and generated 277 leads my very first month selling digital products. Find out more at bossproject.com slash jumpstart. When it comes to hiring, don't go searching for the one. Just meet your match with Indeed. Get unparalleled access to job seekers with over 350 million unique monthly visitors globally, according to Indeed data, and an extended reach through Glassdoor. I love that Indeed makes it easy to hire because I'm busy enough already. When we've hired in the past, the process was full of unqualified applicants. With Indeed, we can target the right candidates for the right position. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. In the minute I've been talking to you, 23 hires were made on Indeed, according to Indeed data worldwide. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Just go to Indeed.com slash strategy hour right now and support our show by seeing you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Money issues are a common stressor in any relationship. Monarch Money is the top-rated personal finance app that can get you and your partner on the same page without any extra cost. Monarch has built-in collaboration features, so together you can see your finances, budget, and get insights on your cash flow. It's the easiest way to manage any household finances. I've tried other finance apps in the past, and they didn't work the way I wanted them to. 
I don't want to stress over finances. Monarch is the top rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, set goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. Monarch has a tool that allows you to easily import your data from Mint and keep all of your tags and categories. Monarch's simple, intuitive design makes it so easy to get set up, customize, and use. Monarch prioritizes my privacy, and they'll never sell my data to third parties. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash strategy for your extended 30-day free trial. I have definitely had days where I sat on my booty and I was like, today sucks. Everything about today sucks. I don't want to do anything. Don't talk to me. My nose is running. My head hurts. My hair is a disaster. I have on yesterday's sweatpants and dog hair is everywhere. And I'm like, you know what? I'll just start again tomorrow. And that's okay. Like those days will happen. And I'm sure I'm not in the minority that they happen to. Like, you just don't see that life on social media. Well, and I think what that comes back to, and I'm going to try to make this point like as eloquently as I can, because I've been trying to form my thoughts like for the last couple of minutes. But what I really think is sometimes, I don't know if it's the majority of time, the issue of like, can I get past this mindset issue or to be successful or, or do successful people just not have those issues to begin with? I think that there is such a drastic level of self-awareness that successful people do have when it comes to their boundaries and their needs to refill themselves and refuel themselves. So for example, like I know I'm a heavy, heavy introvert. And in the sense of like conferences and networking and people pleasing just is not my game. Like it literally makes me sick to my stomach. I don't enjoy doing it. I don't get life out of it. I will go for strategy, but I cannot go for that just like small chat and mixing and mingling stuff. So therefore, I do not look for those events to unlock my success. I do other stuff that is going to feel right for me. And so this kind of goes back to like, even as simple as like listening to our friend Britt, who talks about marketing to your personality, also choosing a literal technique of marketing that feels right, a, a way of business and serving clients that feels right, like choosing things that actually feel good to you and aren't going to lead to even more mindset issues that kind of dig you down into this hole that you can't get out of. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think that fits really well. I'm just also thinking about what Abby was saying earlier, where maybe that ties into the point about how success, we really do have to take this back to it being the long game. And if we look at it that way as a marathon and not a sprint, what you start to see is like, absolutely, there are going to be seasons of your life where it's cool. I mean, I'm thinking about myself and you know, I've had one baby. I'd like to have one more. Do you think I did anything for the first three months? I was lucky to keep the tiny human Uh alive. Okay. That was my objective for the day. So I think your definition of success shifts based on where you are in life. And I remember it messed with my head because of the achieving stuff. And I remember I had to adopt the mantra during that time, which was there will be time. There will be time. I kept, I would wake up and say that to myself. There will be time. There's going to be time. It's it's going to be fine. You know, we got to 
Exactly. Exactly. And so I think when you start to see that, like, you don't have to have this figured out tomorrow, and that as long as you are doing what you need to do for yourself in the moment, that's the first thing. And then the second thing is don't stay in that space for too long. You know, whether it's because you need a rest because you're dealing with physical stuff, mental stuff, family stuff, I've done the family stuff too. And I think you really do have to stop and reflect. And you don't want to, they always say this like, if you've had a close death in your family, you shouldn't like go buy a new house or like start a new business. I actually, stand by that. You should not make drastic decisions about your life when you're in a heavy season of grief. So that's another good time to like, maybe not so much, but you don't want to look at that downturn in your life and be like, I'm not a successful person just because I've been through something. On the contrary, we already talked about Oprah, but think about how many people out there, Tony Robbins, JK Rowling. I mean, JK Rowling lived in her car. So if we're talking about people who naturally are like in a position of success, no. Right. But what came out of that was grit. Like the only thing she could rely on at that point was grit. Like this, it's that feeling of this is going to happen come hell or high water. Like, and and maybe you don't even know what this is yet, but something different than wherever you're at right now. And if, if that is the underlying vibration that you feel whenever you think about making a change, then yeah, you're going to get past the stuff that's going to get thrown your way and that's going to pop up. Because that grit is there. If that feeling, if you can't feel that yet, you either haven't truly identified what you actually want in life and what you want to change, or like you need to go back to therapy. And even just accept on a base level, like I think that requires buying into the idea that you're in control. Like on some level that I think we probably, I would say I've noticed that about people who really, whose mindset issues are completely stopping them up is... I'm not sure that they have the awareness that they have the power to change their circumstances. It's like the difference between people who think the environment is the dictator of your success versus you having an active role in that. I think once that gets switched on, once you really start to believe that you are like the the orchestrator of your own life, I don't know how you can't be successful when you really, when you truly. I think I have, I have to make is that kind of going back to your quote a little bit, but a different variation. I have no idea who originally said this, or I would definitely give them credit, but I heard it and I say it to myself all the time. Don't quit on your worst day. And there's been a couple things that weren't even related to business, just like things going on in my life where I was like, I'm done. I'm so over this. It's been years. Like, why are we still whatever? Like insert your situation. And legit, like, had the conversations about quitting, had, like, almost wrote the email, got fired up and pissed off and all the things. And I didn't because it was my worst day. And so I, like, gave myself space. And then I came back to it and I was like, this is really not a big deal. Why am I making it a big deal? Like, we tend to, like, exaggerate things that are a problem when they feel like they're the most problematic. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. It does. There is a, I don't know if you guys remember this. I want to say it was a gymnast or a swimmer who was in the last Olympics who was talking about this. She, her mom had a rule where, you know, she'd come home from practice like you do when you're a teenager and you're like, I quit. I don't want to do this. I want to go play with my friend, like go do what my friends are doing. I don't want to be serious about this sport anymore. And her mom had a rule, which was you can quit, but not today. And so whatever day she would come home and say that, she was like, you're not allowed to quit today. And she would check in the next day. And sure enough, the girl wanted to keep going. 
She made it to the freaking Olympics. Okay. So I yeah. 100% and agree with that the, sentiment. To, to drive this point even further, I heard a weird example of this. This was many, many years ago. I don't even know who it's from, probably from a podcast I was listening to, but it was a very similar sentiment where like, they use the example in your marriage where if you're thinking divorce, right? You're like, I can't be with this person anymore. It's not working out or whatever. Like this therapist specifically advises that you do not decide to get a divorce when you hate each other. You decide to get a divorce when you love each other. And you just are realizing that I love you, but we're still not a great fit. And so it's that kind of like feeling that I want you to have with whatever it is that you're quitting. Like I love this thing, but it's still not a good fit. Not, I hate this yeah, thing and I, I need it I think there's gone. a difference in like us moving on from services and pursuing a digital product. I could have definitely quit that job a million times when I actually had a due date and clients paying me and all of that, but I didn't. I quit when I knew it was the right decision for my life and the way I wanted to grow a business. Now, my second point, I'm just like really heated about this is you got to get rid of the negativity. And this isn't just you. It's all the places that it's coming at you. And the biggest one for me, I guess it's been two places. And everyone's going to deal with this differently. Some people, it's going to be like actual people that they can see and hear and talk to and unfortunately love. And that sucks. And it's super hard. But for us, you know, for me, it's been our inbox. I cannot handle when someone is upset with me, even though it's just something I sell because it feels like a personal attack on what I put out into the world. And so I had to 100% relinquish that duty to someone else. And I have felt more empowered. I have impacted more lives. I have done more good things since I have been able to let go of that task. And it still sucks. I feel bad that I have to hire someone to handle that. But it's still... Why do you feel bad for that? I don't want them to have a bad day. Yeah, but it's protecting your mental space is what you're doing. Like you're protecting your mindset. And it's totally different having been uh, a person who answers emails for somebody else's business. Yeah, it's totally, like, it's totally different. When it's, when it's your baby, oh, does so that letting sting it go so was much seriously more? <laughs> the best. The second variation on that has been I never want to see ad comments ever. Right. I was actually just thinking like podcast reviews too. Sometimes like there's always like 20 good ones. And then one person's like, overrated. Their voice is the worst. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I can hear how ugly they are <laughs> through their voice. I don't read podcast <laughs> reviews. I don't know if I should now or not. No, but on ads, like I don't, don't do care it. all day long if you want. I mean, I don't want you ragging on my stuff. But for the most part, when we get negative comments on ads, it's because of our physical appearance and not right. I'm Same thing like, with YouTube. I, a lot of people dude, have talked about that with YouTube. My husband's like a big YouTube but, fan but, and but people then it's just, then it also gets creepy and the creepy ones are not cool with me either. Like my husband's like, you really attract Indian men. You have like a lot of Indian men. I was like, well, it was true in real life, so I'm not surprised it's still true. I had to let go. So like, can you identify an area of your life where you see the most negativity? Or even if it's not the most, it impacts you the most personally. And can you just like let it go? 
Well, and another real life example of that is when I like meeting you helped me a lot when we formed a business because then I didn't feel like the results that I was delivering were ultimately just up to me. Like it was like, oh, we're both in this together. We're both delivering clients results. But that's ultimately why I had to let go of client work because I could not figure out how to separate myself from their success. Oh, if I if I took pictures for their website and then they didn't make a lot of money that year, ultimately that's my fault or whatever, right? And so like I knew obviously there's work that needs to be done there, but the quickest way to get out of that is to not serve clients in that way anymore. And so like shifting literally what you're offering and how you're showing up for people in a way that makes you feel confident instead of like second guessing everything that you're doing. I have a resource I want you guys to listen to. It's another podcast. So obviously you love listening. Maybe you already listen, but it's really good. It's called the Life Coach School Podcast by Brooke Castillo. She is so amazing. And she does a lot of work, a lot of work with her listeners about how to separate like what people are saying or doing and then how you're reacting. And so like she teaches you how to like, literally make that separation that it's not about you. It's about them. And like, what is truly about you and what is in your control and that your emotions and your thoughts and your feelings are all in your control. And she gives you actual exercises to do that. And it's so good. So good. Love it. Yeah. I'm gonna have to listen to that myself. Okay. Is there anything else we want to add to wrap up this conversation? Let's just take it home. Let's let's each give like reiterate our top two tips on like how to focus on a better mindset and realize that success is right around the corner. And mine are don't quit on your worst day and rid yourself of the negativity that actually impacts you the most. I'll share, this is so timely, total coincidence, but I posted on Instagram at the time of this recording, it was yesterday, with a quote that I like, and I'll just share a little bit from the caption because it seemed like a lot of people resonated with this. The quote that I posted was, you deserve to earn a living doing something you love. And I wrote, keyword, deserve. Do you believe that you truly deserve to get paid to do what you love? Or is there a part of you that feels like that dream life is reserved for somebody else, somebody who's not you? My question is, why not you? You might have kids, you might have a really demanding job, you might have a mortgage or all of the above. And maybe it feels like the cards are stacked against you in every way. I've had the pleasure of interacting with thousands of entrepreneurs. And what I've noticed is this success starts with the belief that you freaking can. And I stand by that. If you want it, you have to believe that not only is it possible, but that you deserve it. And so if you're having it problems and that brings up like, oh, so I know for some people listening, that word deserve is going to be some junk. You got to you gotta deal with that because you have to believe that it's yours before you ever take a step towards yep. getting it. My thing that I'll just reiterate is all about that grit and that gumption. I will try to find the TED Talk that I'm talking about so we can link it in the show notes. Something that's worth listening to when you kind of get second doubting yourself. But truly, like identify where that... I feel like we all have grit. It's just about something different for everyone. Like it exists in all of us, but is it about your family? Is it about your career? Is it about your health? Is it about whatever, right? It can be about multiple things and one thing, right? So I just want you to identify where is your grit the strongest right now? And that's where I want you to put your attention because once you succeed successes in any way, shape, or form in your life, it's easier to check them off in other areas. Cool? Mm -hmm. All right. 
Thanks for cool. doing this, Steph. Yeah, so fun. Thanks for having me, guys. And I hope everybody likes this one. Go out there and be successful, y'all. Looking to elevate your brand without the headache? Join the co-op, our creative template shop membership. With thousands of easy-to-customize templates, all crafted to seamlessly fit your business aesthetics. We make nurturing leads and driving sales effortless. We're talking serious impact and seriously simple creation. Become a member now at creativeshopcoop.com and transform your business today. That's creativeshopcoop.com. Hey, a few quick favors before you leave. I'd love if you'd share today's episode, send it to a friend who needs to hear it and post on social. You can show us where you're listening from, your favorite takeaway, or why someone else should listen. Be sure to tag me at Abigail Says and at Boss Project so we can share it. Okay, second favor. To get podcast updates and all the behind-the-scenes news from Boss Project, I'd love if you'd join my VIP list. Just head to bossproject.com slash sign up to make sure I have all your contact details. Really love this show? It would mean so much to me if you'd leave a rating and review. It not only helps more listeners find the show but allows us to bring on quality sponsors so we can keep bringing you this valuable content for free. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time.